RadioInfluence.com. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Today is Tuesday, September 11th, 2018. If you're old enough, if you remember, something happened in this country 17 years ago to this date. Last night, about 11 o'clock, 11.30, whatever time it was, I sent a tweet to Nike, and I talked about 10,000 people, 10,000 people that have been diagnosed with cancer, 2,000 people that have died from cancer, 153 police officers that have died since September 11, 2001 because of cancer-related illnesses. 10 officers this year. And in that tweet, I asked if their spokesperson, Colin Kaepernick, could actually hashtag any of those 153 police officers' names. And in bold, I put nope, because he can't, because he's so stuck on a far left narrative, false narrative that his head's up his ass. And so Nike comes out with this campaign, whatever it says, like uh, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. So the very last part of my tweet said, hashtag sacrifice everything. So I want to take you back to 9-11-2001. I remember that day like it was yesterday. I don't care how old I get. I think I will always remember that day. And if you've heard this story before, please uh, bear with me. I apologize. But on that day, I was stationed out in California. Yes, I was in the Army back then, you know, giving a sacrifice to my country, Nike, And I was leaving the house. My son was barely four months old. My ex-wife at the time was feeding him. I kissed her. I kissed him. I left the house. Now, of course, in California, we're three hours behind. So I get in the car, driving to work. And on the radio, I hear a plane has hit the World Trade Center. And I had never been in New York at that time. But, of course, I knew what the World Trade Center was. So I said, well, this is kind of a horrible joke because that station, they always did practical jokes. So I changed the station. A plane has hit the World Trade Center. Change the station. A plane has hit the World Trade Center. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, what pilot did he fall asleep, have a heart attack? What happened? Had to be an accident. Until by the time I got into work, several minutes later, another plane had hit the other tower of the World Trade Center. And at that exact moment, we knew, and picture this, a bunch of us wearing army green, at that moment, we knew what was going on. We knew our day was about to get long. We knew that America would never be the same because this happened right here in our country. So, 
I left the house that morning. I can't remember exactly what time it was. I got home three days later. That's part of a sacrifice because we had to clear out the post. There was a lot of stuff we had to do from a security standpoint. That's part of sacrifice, Nike. But let's talk about a bigger sacrifice. Let me give you some numbers, Colin Kaepernick. And think about this when you're kneeling next time. Oh, wait a minute. You don't play, so I guess it doesn't really matter. You can't really go kneel anywhere. But anyway, 2,977. That's the number of people that died on September 11th during the initial attacks. The four planes. 343 firefighters. 71 police officers. You know, Colin Kaepernick, the people you depicted as pigs on your socks. Well, those pigs, as you call them, 71 of them died that day. You know why? Because they had the balls to know what sacrifice is. And while you were probably still sucking on a nipple somewhere, they were actually running into danger to save citizens. Oh, and on my tweet, before I forget, on my tweet, I found a picture of a man jumping out of the World Trade Center, and I said, police that ran into the building to try to save this guy and the other thousand plus that were in the building, hashtag sacrifice everything. And if you don't believe me, if you want to see my tweet, go to my Twitter, at Vincent Hill TV. It's there. I tweeted and I, I tagged Nike in it. I'm sure they've seen it because I can tell how many times people have looked at a tweet. So I talked about it. 10,000, estimated 10,000 people contracted cancer because of 9-11. You remember all this dust and stuff that was floating around and, you know, I don't know exactly when those buildings were built, but I'm sure there were some asbestos and all kind of just nasty stuff that was floating around in that dust cloud. 10,000 people are estimated to have contracted cancer because of 9-11. Let's talk about sacrifice. 2,000. 2,000 of those people have died. 2,000 innocent people who just happened to be in the city of New York, whether they lived there, were visiting Whatever, 2,000 people have died from cancer related to 2011. Sacrifice. 153 police officers, you know Colin Kaepernick, the people you call pigs. 153 police officers in the 17 years since 9-11 have died because of 9-11 related illnesses, mostly cancer. Ten of those officers, Colin Kaepernick, have died this year in 2018. But you, I assure you, don't even know that ten officers have died this year from 9-11 related illnesses because you are the poster child of sacrificing everything. You want to talk about a sacrifice? A sacrifice? So 153 police officers knew 
their day was coming. They knew they had 9-11 related incidents or illnesses, I should say. 10 this year, they knew 153 officers knew their fate. But guess what? They still went out every freaking day and protected and served the community. So you mean to tell me you know you're going to die because you were doing your job that day, not sitting on the bench, injustice, I want to take a knee, my vagina hurts. No, they were running into a building. They didn't take a knee for a flag. They didn't say, oh, well, I think these people are being treated unfairly, so I'm not running into that building. No, they didn't do that. They made the ultimate sacrifice, not knowing if those buildings were going to tumble on top of them, not knowing that 17 years later they would still be dying. They went because that's what police officers do. You want to talk sacrifice? Sacrifice? That's what we want to talk about? Well, let's talk sacrifice. If you you remember, if you go back to that day and you can see footage, you can see all of this stuff. You could see grown men and women, first responders, crying because they knew they couldn't help the way they thought they could. They knew that people were inside those buildings trapped. They were visibly visibly, emotionally wrecked because of this. But yet, they continued to do their job. They didn't get there and say, well, this isn't going to work, so I got to go. They paid the ultimate sacrifice on that day. People like me, who were serving their country, paid the ultimate sacrifice in the months and years to come because you know we went over to a certain country and we were looking for a certain guy and u.s soldiers were killed because this thing called war well guess what that nike is a sacrifice they believed in something so much (laughs) that they did sacrifice everything They sacrifice their lives. And 20 years from now, there will still be people dying from 9-11 related illnesses. It's not going to go away. Sometimes it takes a long time for a cancer, depending on what kind of cancer it is, to destroy your body to the point that you die. So, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, three years from now on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, people will still be paying the ultimate sacrifice of their lives because of 9-11. So while you were only 14 years old, Colin Kaepernick, on September 11th, because I've done the math, uh, while you were only 14 years old, people like me were out serving this country giving sacrifices. While you were 14 years old, 
2,977 people died. 265 of those people woke up that morning, packed a bag, got on a plane, thought they were going to their destination, just like any other normal flight that many of us do every day. Like, hey, I'm just going to go on this destination. I'm going to land. They were probably thinking about, I got to catch a cab uh, when I get there. I got this meeting. I got to rush off to the normal stuff that people do. So while you were 14 and, like I said, sucking on a nipple somewhere, people were paying sacrifices. While you were 14 and probably acting like an ass in high school, people were paying sacrifices. While you were 14 and living the life of privilege, because let's not forget you were adopted by a very wealthy white American family, and now you are the spokesman for all things black, people were paying sacrifices. And guess what? If you would have been in New York on September 11, 2001, these people that you call pigs would have done everything they could to get you out of that building. They would have done everything they could to get your family members out of that building because that's what police officers do. Contrary to popular belief, they don't look at skin color when they're protecting and serving. They don't look at economic status when they're protecting and serving. They don't look at somebody that said, I'm not going to stand for the national anthem when protecting and serving. You know what they do? They just get out and they protect and serve. And sometimes in that protection and service, they get shot at. They get assaulted, spit on, harassed, but they still go out every day across this country and do this job knowing within a split second that their life could be over just like that. That sacrifice, just like the 153 police officers that have died since September 11th, they knew their life was coming to an end. It wasn't by a bullet. It wasn't by an assault of a quote-unquote unarmed suspect. It was by a several-ton airplane from 17 years ago. But they still went out and did their job. They still went out and sacrificed everything they had to keep their communities and their streets safe. Even if people did call them pigs, even if people did get in their face, even if people did videotape them every time they got out of the car, they still went out ready to pay the ultimate sacrifice. They were ready to hashtag sacrifice everything. And let me uh, let me switch gears a little bit here. So, you know, people like... Colin Kaepernick and the mainstream media want to talk about divisiveness in this country and all of that. But I urge you again to go back and look at some footage of 9-11. Because one thing about this country, 
the one thing that we're really, really, really great at is unification. If you go back to that day and you watch all the footage, I urge you to go out and find someone saying, well, you're a Republican. You're a Democrat. You're right. You're left. I'm not going to help you out. You're black. You're white. You're Hispanic. I'm not going to help you out. I assure you, you won't find that footage. But what you will find are American citizens coming to the aid of each other. I never once saw someone saying, oh, I'm not going to help you because you believe in this. You believe in that. You're a Christian. You're a Muslim. You're a Jew. You're Hispanic. Never saw that. What I did see were people uniting like I never seen before. And contrary to popular belief, what you hear in the mainstream media, I believe this country is still united, even though people want to say President Trump has divided the country. Although I will argue and say no, that Barack Obama divided the country uh, with his race baiting and everything else. And heck, he's on the campaign uh, campaign trail now doing the exact same thing, blaming racism for everything that's going on in this country and Donald Trump being elected, uh, even though there was a large percentage of Hispanics and blacks that voted for Donald Trump. But that's a different story. I would still say this country is very united. Contrary to the stories you see on the media that purposely go out and look for someone doing racist things. Yeah. Does racism exist? Absolutely. But is it as rampant as the mainstream media would have you believe? No. No, it's not. Unification. Unification trumps, no pun intended, trumps everything. Unification. And that unification that we saw on September 11th, that is the heart and soul of this country. That is the heart and soul of the people of this country. One of the the greatest memories I got to uh, share with my kids last October, I flew my kids up to New York. It was my daughter's 22nd birthday, and we went to the 9-11 memorial. And when I walked in, and if if you get a chance, if you're in New York, go to the 9-11 memorial. And if you're a veteran, uh, on certain days, I believe it's free, but other days there's a a great discount for veterans. Uh, I think Tuesday is the free day, if I remember correctly, because, of course, 9-11 was on a Tuesday 17 years ago. But if you get a chance, go, take your family, take your kids, so that we don't forget. But anyway, so I walked in the door, And you can start to see some of the old remnants of the actual Twin Towers, the World Trade Center. And throughout the tour, there's boxes of tissue. And I couldn't understand these boxes of tissue like, all right, I guess if someone starts sneezing or, you know, whatever, there'll be boxes of tissue. So you walk through this one part and they're showing videos. They show the Yemen attack that was just before 9-11. They show, you know, members of the Taliban talking, giving interviews about attacking America, 
And of course, you know, they show there's this video with with the planes hitting the towers and you, you walk through and then you start to see like some of the crushed fire trucks and crushed ambulance and uh, badges and radios from police officers and firefighters that never made it out. And you start to get this frog in your throat, especially when you start to see that. And then you see like helmets and whatnot of police officers and firefighters that never made it out. So as the tour is ending, uh, you actually get to see some of the old steps to one of the World Trade Center, one of the World Trade Center towers. And as you're going out, you're going out this escalator and there's bags, bagpipes playing and there's this huge picture from September 11th and it captures a bunch of people just standing there after the, one of the towers had fallen and they're just looking like, what do we do now? And keep in mind, the bagpipes are playing in the background and there's that last box of tissue. And what got me were the bagpipes. And it was like someone turned on a faucet because the tears just started flowing down my face. And it was at that exact moment that I realized, oh, that's what the tissue's for. That's what the tissue is for. Because I don't care how tough you are, and I'm a pretty stone-cold like stoic type person. Most people say I'm hard to read like a book written in French or something like that. But I don't care how tough you are or how tough you portray yourself to be. If you go in that building and you see what happened and you can actually still see some of the rocks and some of the beams from the building and the badges and the radios And you can hear recordings of people talking like people that were calling their families from the planes saying they weren't going to make it. Are people calling 911 screaming, saying that the building was on fire and they couldn't see and it was really, really hot and they didn't know what to do and please help. And you could hear screaming of people saying, oh, my God, he just jumped. I don't care how tough you are. That will break you down. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't break you down, if you don't have any feelings towards that, then I don't know what to tell you. But I know who should probably go to that 9-11 memorial. His name is Colin Kaepernick. Because, again, you were only 14 at the time. Yeah, you probably saw it on the news. They probably talked about it in school. They probably back then, back then, did this thing at your school called the National Anthem. I wonder, did you kneel then? Or I wonder back then, were you like, oh my God, this is horrible. Terrorists have attacked the country. I wonder how you were at 14 versus how you are at 30. But I would urge you, take your little Nikes, because I'm sure you got a few pair. Get you a nice, comfortable pair, because there's a lot of walking at the 9-11 Memorial. Get your most comfortable pair of Nikes. Take your ass up to New York. Go to the 9-11 Memorial. And then you look at those pigs, as you call it, 
who ran into that building to save people that look just like you. And they didn't do it for an endorsement. They didn't do it for, they definitely didn't do it for millions of dollars because police don't get paid millions of dollars to be a little punk. They did it because that's their job. They did it because that's their sacrifice. They did it because they knew they could be sacrificing everything, but they still had the the desire and the will to go in and help. Because that's what pigs, as you call them, Colin, that's what they do. Remember the five in Dallas that were killed? Remember the five in Baton Rouge that were killed? Because of someone that you have on your shirt, hashtag Alton Sterling, even though he was armed with a gun and resisted arrest and police had no choice but to use deadly force. And now you have a hashtag on your shirt that says hashtag Alton Sterling. Remember the five officers in Baton Rouge who died because someone had a problem with Alton Sterling dying at the hands of police again, even though he was armed and resisted arrest. Those five paid the ultimate sacrifice. So did the five in Dallas several months later who were at a protest for people that don't like these police officers who don't like pigs. But guess what they did? Go watch the video. If you don't believe me, go watch the video. They're at a rally. People are protesting against police brutality in the black community. And guess what these white officers did when the shots started ringing out? They got all of those people that don't like them, who they say are racist. They got all of those people out of the way of danger. They didn't say, well, I'm not going to help you because you're protesting against me. I'm not going to help you because you're black and I'm white. And according to the news, I'm a racist. Nope. They took a bullet for him. Sacrifice everything. See, what you don't understand, Nike, and what you don't understand, Colin Kaepernick, is there are people in this country that sacrifice everything every freaking day of their lives. They're firefighters. They're police officers. They're nurses. They're doctors. They're U.S. soldiers. Airmen. Navy, Marines, they sacrifice everything every single day of their lives. And they do believe in something. They believe in the freedoms of this country. You know, this country that gives you the freedom to take a knee during the national anthem and slap all of them in the face and say, F you, I don't care about your sacrifice, but I'm here to make a statement because there's All of this going on only in the black community, as you say, that false narrative once again. So, Nike, I want you to think about that in your slogan campaign. What what, what was the saying? Believe in something, even if you have to sacrifice everything. Well, Nike, well, Colin Kaepernick. There are people that believe in this country so much 
that they're willing to sacrifice everything every day. Recruitment offices for the military are still full every day. People enlisting into whatever service they decide to go into. Not because, oh, I want free college. That may be a little bit of it. I get that. But there's still a lot of people that want to go out and fight for this country because that's what they believe in. They're willing to sacrifice their lives. There's still men and women across this country every day wearing a blue uniform. Some some counties, some states have the ugly brown uniforms, but whatever. But they put this thing on called a badge. They put on this thing called a bulletproof vest. They put this thing on called a uniform. They kiss the wife, kiss the husband, kiss the kids. They leave that door not knowing if they're going to come home that night because they're willing to go sacrifice everything because they believe in protecting and serving the community. I got to tell you, they're not doing it for the money, Jack. I assure you, they're not doing it for the money because there's not a lot of money in policing. Trust me. I did it for almost six years. I'm not a rich man. It's not for the money. It's for the desire to go out and protect and serve your community. Even if that community doesn't likely like you. Even if that community calls you all kind of names. Even if that community spits in your face. Guess what? The men and women in uniform, go out and do that every day without question, without wavering, because they believe in something, even if it means they have to sacrifice everything. Think about that, Nike, and put it in your slogan. All right, we are out of time, but I want to do my 10-7 segment. It's only fitting to talk about uh, the officers that have lost their lives because of 9-11 related illnesses. And I will call their names out. Again, there were 10 this year. And I'll start from the first and go up to the last. They believed in something and they sacrificed everything. Trooper Michael J. Anson. End of watch January 2nd, 2018. Cause of death, 9-11 related Illness. Lieutenant Jeffrey Francis, New York City Police Department, January 13th, 2018. Cause of death, 9-11 related illness. Special Agent Melissa Morrow, FBI. End of watch, March 22nd, 2018. 9-11 related illness. Chief of Detectives William Alley, New York City Police, May 24th. 2018 special agent in charge David Lee Valley Department of Justice FBI May 26 2018 oh god here's a black guy black lives matter trooper first class Walter Green Connecticut State Police end of watch May 30th 2018 9-11 related illness Sergeant Charles Salloway June 9th, 2018. 
Special Agent Brian Cruz, June 10th, 2018, 9-11 related illness. Police Officer Richard Lopez, June 24th, 2018, 9-11 related illness. And Police Officer Kathleen O'Connor, August 16th, 2018, 9-11 related illness. Hey Nike, they believed in something and they sacrificed everything. I want to thank you for listening tonight. As always, I appreciate you. I love you. I will see you right here, same time, same place, next week, RadioInfluence.com. Good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter, at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. This is Jim Fannin, America's Zone Coach, and I'm excited about bringing my new podcast, The Jim Fannin Show, to RadioInfluence.com. Each week, we're going to talk about the zone and how this mindset can help you in all facets of your life. I'll give you all the tools you need to change your life and help guide you to become your genuine, authentic best self. With the only proven blueprint for attracting the zone mindset, I've helped transform millions of lives. In my 40 years of experience, I've coached CEOs and senior executives from 350 of the Fortune 500 companies in 50 different industries. I've coached professional athletes, Olympic gold medalists, Hall of Famers, all pros, all stars, entertainers, and so many more to help them gain the tools and techniques to create a life of simplicity, balance, and abundance. And now it's my privilege to bring these methods to you every week, along with some of my champion good friends as special guests. If you want to get in the zone in all you do, check out The Jim Fannin Show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.